What's really good and welcome back to another episode of The Sanchez Show. As always, I'm your host, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games. Make sure you follow me across all social media platforms. Make sure you subscribe to The Sanchez Show. And keep tuning in every Friday night for the Friday Night Live series that we do on Facebook. The Opinionated Ones uh, It's part of The Sanchez Show. goes down every Friday night at 9 p.m. Starting uh, this week, every Sunday at 11 a.m., there is the pregame show, The Sanchez Show collabs with Real Fans Real Talk to give you a pregame show leading up to the NFL uh, kickoffs at 1 p.m. But today, it is Monday, October 24th, and we got some things to get into, man. So let's get to it. The World Series is set. Phillies, Astros, starts on Friday. Should be a very entertaining series, and I got to admit, I'm a little surprised by the National League participant. I expected the Astros to come out of the American League. I thought they were the best team in the American League all year. I knew I had already known they had the Yankees number, and we're going to get into that series a little bit as well. But I kind of knew that the Astros would come out of the American League. It just it lined up too perfectly for them, and they did everything they were supposed to do. Probably the hottest team in baseball. Second hottest team, the Phillies. The Phillies are the biggest story here. They're the shocker. They're the surprise team. They're the one no one saw um, getting this far. And for the Phillies, I think they proved something that we've all felt for quite some time that Major League Baseball hasn't figured out yet. And that is that the regular season doesn't really mean shit. It really does when you break it down in the grand scheme of things. All right. The Philadelphia Phillies won 87 games this year. Obviously, they didn't win their division. They weren't even a second place team in their division. They weren't even the top wild card team. Right. So you do all that to get into the playoffs. You play 162 games to somehow give yourself an advantage come playoff time, right? You want the type of advantage that Houston and that the Dodgers had as number one seeds. But if you can't get that, you always want that number two seed, like the Yankees had, like the Braves had. Well, for Major League Baseball now, the question becomes, should we shorten up the regular season? Because I personally saw the Phillies play in person. The Phillies were bad defensively. They had a lot of bullpen issues. That's why they won 87 games. Yes, when they made the change to Rob Thompson as, as the new manager, as opposed to Joe Girardi, things shifted. The culture around that team shifted. The power hitting got better. The defense got a little better. But overall, over the course of a whole season, which is a large enough sample, defensively, they were bottom half team. Bullpen, they were bottom half team. So you knew they needed their power hitting and they needed their starting pitching to be very good in the playoffs for them to have a chance. They got the combination of it. The power hitting was very good. They got starting pitching at moments that was very good. But the relief pitching still wasn't great. I mean, they almost blew the game yesterday, right? Bryce Harper hits a home run in the eighth inning to save him. But let's not overlook what took place in the top half of the eighth when they let the, the lead get away to the Padres. So I don't think that all their problems were solved by making the World Series and it doesn't change what they went through in the regular season. All I'm highlighting is that Come playoff time, it's really just a matter of who gets hot. That's all it is for Major League Baseball. It's a matter of who gets hot. I love the new playoff format. I've, I'm already on record as saying that. I've said it right here on the Sanchez Show. I like this wild card round. That's a best of three. That leads to the uh, LDS, which is a best of five, which then ultimately leads to the LCS, which is a best of seven. I like that format. I like to make it more difficult to get there. But when you look at baseball this year, you're talking about a Mets team that won 101 games. They were done after three games. You're talking about a Dodger team that won 111 games. They were done after four games. 
You're talking about a Yankee team that won 99 games. They were up out of there pretty quickly, right? Uh, Yankees were out of their second LCS, sorry, in four games. They just got swept. Three of the top win totals in Major League Baseball this year were gone before the World Series. Houston obviously being the only team to make it that far in terms of 100 win teams. But in, in Atlanta as well. Atlanta lost in four games. So the point I'm making is you play all these games to try to get an advantage, but ultimately it doesn't lead to much of an advantage if you're not hot. If if the Phillies who won 87 games can be hot enough to beat a 93-win team Cardinal division winner and then beat a 101-win uh, Atlanta Braves team and then take out the Padres who also had a better record than, than the, the Phillies as well, what advantage really did the, the, the regular season provide? It's all about getting hot. We see it over and over again. And I think Major League Baseball should seriously consider shortening the season. Keep the playoff format. I love the playoff format. Shorten the season down a little bit. Let's get to the playoffs a little sooner. Let guys play a little sooner when it matters and go from there. And I'm not saying that just because the Mets lost the division lead. It has nothing to do with it because I don't know if the Mets could have beat this team. I talked about teams of destiny. I've talked about teams being hot at the right time. That was one of the reasons why I, I thought the Cardinals would beat the Phillies. I thought the Cardinals were kind of a team of destiny. I thought the Guardians would beat the Yankees because they were so hot. Those things didn't happen. But again, the Phillies got hot at the right time. And everything we knew about baseball, everything we thought we knew about this season was completely thrown out of the window because they got hot and their hitters showed up. Kudos to them. For the Astros, it was business as usual. They swept the Mariners, which I thought they would beat the Mariners. I thought they would beat the Yankees. I didn't think they were going to sweep the Yankees. I thought this was a pretty even matchup per se, but the Yankee bats never showed up. And the Astros bats showed up when it mattered most. The Astro pitching was the most effective in this series, and that's really the difference in this. If you watched the live yesterday that I did with uh, Trip Young, I talked about it. The Yankees just weren't hitting. The Yankees weren't getting enough hits. Getting shot out in game three was kind of a culmination of everything that was taking place throughout this series. Because game one, they only had five hits. Game two, they only had four hits. So they struggled to hit. They struggled to get men on base. And for the Yankees, this is going to be something that they got to go into the offseason and really correct and fix. They're going to have to retool and revamp this roster. I know on paper it looks great. I know the power hitting looks great in the regular season. Yeah, Judge hit 62 home runs. You know about Rizzo's 30-plus home runs. Stanton was probably the healthiest he's been in about three years. But this isn't a recipe for championships. That's why the Yankees have not been back to the World Series since 2009 when they beat the Phillies. They need more. They need more balance in that lineup. It can't just be boom or bust with these guys every playoffs because that's why it continues to be the same result. It's no, it's, I don't think it's a, it's a shocker that Houston has beat them four times in the last seven years in the playoffs. Houston has their number for a reason. Houston is more balanced. Houston can rely on a home run and get on base and steal bases and play small ball and do little things to win along with rely on their pitching. The Yankees can't. Now, granted, the toll of a long season uh, did fuck around with the Yankees. You know, I, I won't overlook that part of it. Their bullpen was decimated by injuries. They lose DJ LeMayhew to injury. All-star second baseman who obviously, you know, didn't play in the playoffs. But that still doesn't change the fact that this team struggled to manufacture runs, to put innings and hits together to sustain them that was the biggest difference that was truly the biggest difference in this game that the astro in the series i should say that the astros found ways to extend innings and then get those timely hits and the yankees couldn't even get themselves started they couldn't put enough pressure on the astros to manufacture a run they couldn't put enough pressure on the astros 
to squeeze out a run here or a run there to make it interesting. They never did that. Also, I think Aaron Boone should be out of there. I'm not a big fan of Aaron Boone, to be honest. I'm just not. I don't like the way he works his bullpen. I don't think there's any creativity in anything they do lineup-wise. It's the same lineup they trot out every day. He doesn't do anything different, and it might be time for him to go. You know, and, and that's hard to say because he's a guy who's taking them to the playoffs every year, but this has been their ceiling, the LCS, and then they get dominated here. They, they just got dominated. And for all the Yankee fans who wanted Houston, who still talk about a couple years ago when the cheating scandal came out, Houston is beating you worse now than they were when they were cheating. They swept you. I mean, it, pretty easily. They swept you. They got you up out of there. So for the Yankees, it's going to be a long winter. Obviously, they got to address Aaron Judge and figure out what they're going to do there. But they, they've got to, I think, just... They got to reshape this team a little bit. They, I need a little bit more from them. I need a little bit more ways for you to score. I need a little bit more ways for you to affect the game. It's just too boom or buzz. It's, again, if they're not hitting home runs, they lose games. We saw this against the Guardians as well. That's why that series went five. Because the Guardians were able to put hits together and squeak out runs here and there and win games close. Whereas the Yankees needed the long ball. It failed them against Houston. Just my thoughts, man. For the Astros, though. I do want to pose a question. This World Series appearance, this is their fourth in six years. Um, they're one and two in the World Series. They're going to be favorites. It starts in Houston. They're going to have their pitching lined up for this. Home field in, in the World Series is not a big a deal as it used to be because it's universal DH. So Houston won't have to adjust their lineup even when they go to Philly. The only difference is obviously they won't be able to play in a dome. So we'll see how the weather in Philly uh, affects that you know we're talking November weather in the Northeast so we got to see how that plays out but for Houston would a World Series win classify this as a dynasty I think so I think as a modern dynasty yes I do think so I believe and I and I apologize if I'm wrong only one team has had a longer consecutive streak of making the LCS than Houston Houston has been there six straight years the Yankees the only team that, that had a longer streak than that. So that already works in their favor. The second part of this is the way free agency has wrecked havoc on every team that has tried to sustain some sort of success. Right? Houston lost George Springer, Carlos Correa, Garrett Cole, Zach Greinke. It's been a lot of guys that they've lost that were part of the early runs that are no longer there. And yet here they are. New manager. Here they are. They continue to succeed. And for me, that's what makes them a modern day dynasty. Is this on the level of the late 90s, early 2000 Yankees? No, because no one's ever going to do what they did. I mean, you know, that team, you know, with, with all the World Series runs, the three-peat, almost winning four. Uh, you know, that that is probably the, the apex dynasty in baseball. But in terms of looking at the landscape of sports now... And then looking at what they had to overcome with the cheating scandal, that, that to me makes this a modern day dynasty. They're, they're in the World Series again. They lost last year to the Braves. I think they're better equipped to win it this year because of the rest that they're going to have going into the World Series. They also seem to be a team that's just on a mission. Um, they, they seem to just be focused on kind of sealing the deal this time. I think last year was, was 
a little bit more of a stick it to you type uh, in your face. Look what we were still able to do it. Now, I think they just feel like, no, we're the best team and we're just going to go out here and show you. I, I, that's just the, the mindset I get from them. When you when you look at young guys like Pena playing in his first significant playoff run, having a, the moment he's having and already being an LCS MVP. Altuve struggled in this series and they still won. But Bergman kept coming up with big hits. Alvarez kept coming up with big hits. The pitching, Dusty Baker, it just aligns for them. And in terms of dynasty, I think it is a modern day dynasty. I think with this second ring, it will put them in that same conversation that we talked about with the Braves throughout the 90s. Braves won more divisions, division titles, I should say. But this World Series will put them on par with, with those Braves of the 90s that were consistently getting to the World Series and getting to the LCS. I think Houston, again, I'll give a full breakdown as to why I'm picking them to win. And that'll be later this week. But I do classify this as a modern day dynasty. Four World Series appearances in six years is very tough to do. Again, you're talking Yankee-like stuff. Only the Yankees can really say that. No other team can really say that. Four World Series appearances in six years, if they win this one and at least get to two and two, it's a different conversation. But they got to win. In order for it to be a modern-day dynasty, you got to have more than one ring, so they have to win for that to happen. We'll see how that plays out, man. Let's transition, or let's get into a little bit of football, man. We got some Week 7 stuff to get into. Obviously, the Monday night game is tonight. If you tune into the lives on Friday, you know I do have the Patriots tonight as one of my 401k picks of the week. The other one I had this week was Dallas over Detroit, which did hit. If you don't already, though, man, make sure you tune into the lives every Friday night, 9 p.m. on Facebook, The Sanchez Show. It's our segment called The Opinionated Ones with Will Gordon. Trip Young has been joining us as well. It's a great show, man. We give you guys winners. We have, we've had some really good interviews lately. JP from the Sports Junkies. We had creative Rock Deep, Rocky Parrish on, uh, who also had his own sports radio talk show, uh, Kevin and Rock Show in D.C. So it's been great, and we got some more guests that we're going to keep bringing in to be a part of what we do. And we want you to be a part of we, what we do. Sending your questions, sending your comments, sending your topics. We get into it all, man. With that being said, though, let's get into some Week 7 reactions. Just some brief takeaways. What do we see in Week 7? I'll start right away. The NFC East is super competitive, and this division is going to go down to the last week, three weeks of the season. I have been so impressed with the Giants and their mindset to stay poised and find ways to win. And it isn't always pretty, but we have to tip our hat to Brian Daybold and what he's doing there. Down 10 points to Green Bay and London, they find a way to win, and their defense seals it late. Down 10 points to Baltimore. Their defense finds a way to get the turnovers. They win it. Their defense gets two big turnovers in the fourth quarter to help them win that game. Down yesterday in Jacksonville. And guess what? They get the lead and their defense holds at the end. Brian Dable is, without a doubt, the leading candidate for coach of the year. I don't see anybody else who's in his way. They have won some games that I did not expect them to win. And now at 6-1, and one, I think we can have this serious conversation that they are not only in contention for the division, they're going to make the playoffs. With how soft the rest of their schedule is, even if they stumble a little bit, and I and I highlighted this yesterday during the pregame live uh, with Trip Young and myself, going into the, going into yesterday's game and the three games that, that are going to come after that, they were 5-1 and one going into yesterday. Even if they just go 2-2, two and two, they set themselves up at 7-3 and three for the rest of their schedule, which does get a little tougher because they got the game with the Cowboys, they got two with the Eagles, but they still got the Commanders on the schedule, they got some winnable games on it. Now winning yesterday... There's a realistic opportunity that maybe they just go three and one through these, you know, this four game stretch I was talking about 
find themselves at, we're talking eight and two now, and still in position to win this division late, it's going to be very interesting. They get the Eagles late. They get the Cowboys one more time. They have a shot. But this division as a whole, Dallas now getting healthy. They're back. Philly has a bye week, but Phillies look very good. This division is the cream of the crop, I think, in the NFL right now because all these teams are solid defensively and they're finding ways to win. And those are the things that carry you through the season. What the Giants are experiencing right now, they're going to have some stumbles. Of course, they're going to lose a game they probably shouldn't lose. They, they may struggle against Philly because Philly is the better team. But these type of wins, these are the ones that you kind of bookmark so that when it gets tough later in the season, when it gets tough in December and January, you can always reference and say, hey, remember that game against Baltimore when we were down 10 and we found a way to win and our defense came up with two big stops? Yeah, we, we can we can rely on that. Remember that game in Green Bay when we could have just packed it up overseas and left and, and been OK with taking that loss, but we found a way to win? Yeah, that's what I like about this giant team. Dallas, Dak's got to get back in the swing of things, but that defense is still that defense. And I don't care what anyone says, oh, it's Detroit. Detroit a couple weeks ago had the highest scoring offense scoring over 30 points a game. One of the reasons I picked Dallas in my 401k pick of the week is I highlighted their loss to the Patriots, where when they faced that elite defense, Jared Goff struggled. And it happened again yesterday. They only had six points on the board. Dallas defense is elite. That's going to carry them. This isn't the same Dallas Cowboys of the past. If Kellen Moore continues to trust this running game, last uh, yesterday, they both had both their running backs had over 50 yards rushing. We continue to see more of Tony Pollard. We, should, we need to continue seeing more of Tony Pollard, and we need to continue seeing more of that play-action game. Dak's going to get back in the swing of things. This Dallas team is different, though. I'm telling you right now, this Dallas team is not the Dallas team of old. They've got more balance, and they've got that really good defense. I think they're going to be a threat. They're going to be a real threat. San Francisco losing yesterday to Kansas City. Don't make too much of that because Kansas City is an elite team. Kansas City is probably the second best team in the AFC, probably third best team in all of football. The 49ers were trying to find a way to get uh, Christian McCaffrey involved. But also that Kansas City defense is a little better than we thought. And so I think some people will make it too much of a loss to Buffalo. That's a rivalry game. They lost a close game to a rival last minute of the game. Their defense showed up again yesterday, causing havoc, causing turnovers. That offense looked great. Patrick Mahomes is looking amazing. Kansas City, I apologize to Kansas City because I thought the Chargers could win this division from you. The Chargers aren't winning this division. And I'm going to tell you something else. The Chargers at 4-3, and three, I'm sorry to say this to my brother Will Gordon, the Chargers might not make the playoffs. I don't like anything I'm seeing from the Chargers. Yesterday was an ugly loss. This was one of the games we talked about on a Friday Night Live. I liked Seattle to win this game. They were underdogs by five and a half points. And I said to Will Gordon, this is a game you've got to trust Austin Eckler. The Seahawks sit in a lot of cover three and deep coverage, uh, three, co cover three and a lot of deep coverages to stop you from throwing the ball over the top. They want to keep everything in front of them. This is a game you run the ball and they did not run the ball. At one point, Will Gordon, Will Gordon and I were talking through the game. At one point, there was a, a pass to run uh, disparity of 30 to 10. 30 pass attempts, only 10 rushing attempts. And at that point, the Chargers were only down 10 points. Bad play calling. Brandon Staley has got to get this team in order. There's too much talent on that team. I know the injuries are starting to mount up. Mount up. They lost Mike Williams. They still don't have Keenan Allen. Now J.C. Jackson might be out. This is a tricky situation for them over the next few weeks. They've got to get it right if they want to make the playoffs. Because at 4-3, and three, 
it's in danger. The division is going to slip away from them because Kansas City's getting too good right now. That's going to slip away from them. But more importantly, when you look at the landscape of the rest of the AFC, that AFC East, after tonight, if the, if the Patriots win tonight, everybody in the AFC, is gonna be, AFC East is going to be over 500. So you're looking at two, maybe even three teams coming out of that division. You still got Baltimore and Cincinnati who look like they're trying to get themselves right. They're both playoff caliber teams. The Chargers not winning this division is going to change everything for them, and they may be on the verge of missing the playoffs. Two other teams that might be on the verge of missing the playoffs. It's a little shocking. I don't think anyone had both these teams missing, but it's been a lot of talk about it in the news cycle today, and rightfully so. They both took bad losses again yesterday. Tampa Bay and Green Bay. I think they both will miss the playoffs. I'm going on record as saying it right now. I know this is only the end of week seven, but at three and four, Green Bay's in a lot of trouble at three and four because this offense looks really bad. They probably shouldn't have beat the Patriots a few weeks ago. They probably really should be, like I said, two and five, really. Minnesota's going to start running away with this division. Minnesota's just a more talented team at this point. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers looks totally disconnected from what's going on. They go to Buffalo next week, which I cannot see a way they beat Buffalo. Buffalo's coming off a bye week. They're not beating Buffalo next week. Nope. Not with the way that defense is playing. Not with the way that offense is clicking. That bye week was a perfect time for the Bills. Because coming off that emotional win in Kansas City, kind of exercising the demons of last year's playoff game, this would have been the, the prime trap week where you get caught um, kind of reminiscing on that win. They get the bye week. They good. They sitting back home getting ready now for Green Bay in Buffalo. It's not a good situation for Green Bay. For Tampa, you know, it's it's a little tougher to say they won't make the playoffs, but I, I really don't think they will. The offensive line is shit. The weapons just don't look the same. Tom is just completely frustrated with this team, and the defense is not as good as it looked the first couple weeks of the season. Granted, they could they could fix themselves, but I just want to give you a rundown of who their next five teams are. All right, they get a short week right now. They get Baltimore in a short week. Then they get the Rams. They get the Seahawks. They got to go to Cleveland. Then they get the Saints. Best case scenario for me is if they go three and two here. If they go three and two in that five game stretch, that puts them at six and six which that's why I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because they, there's a possibility that they could lose four of these five. When you think about it, Baltimore is a better team. The Rams have given Tom trouble ever since he's gotten down to Tampa. I think the Seahawks right now are a better team than Tampa Bay. The Browns game, that'll be tough to tell because Jacoby Brissett has been very hit or miss. They can't seem to kick field goals after they hit that historic field goal in week one. And then the Saints have given Tom trouble since he's joined the division as well. But this isn't an easy stretch. Then after that, it doesn't get any easier because they still got the 49ers. They got the Bengals. They got a game with the Falcons that they should have lost a couple weeks ago. And they get the Cardinals, who in Arizona, it's tough to tell where the Cardinals will be at that point as well because the Cardinals are trying to hang around right now as well. But my point being, at three and four and looking at the schedule, Tampa is going to have a hard time getting the 10 wins. They really are. They're going to struggle to get to 10 wins. Nine and eight might be their ceiling right now. And that's saying a lot because in order for them to go nine and eight, you're talking about going six and four through your last 10. They haven't looked like a team that could put together wins. On the flip side, if you look at Atlanta, who's in their division, obviously Atlanta and Tampa end the season against each other. But look how easy Atlanta's schedule is the rest of the way. And they're also three and four. And they should have won that game against Tampa. So that will be on their mind going into week 18. Atlanta still has two games with Carolina, 
They got a game with Washington. They got a game with the, with the Steelers. They got a game with Chicago. And they got a game with the Saints. That's six winnable games right there. Six very winnable games for an Atlanta team that has been able to hang around, that has been able to show that, hey, against the lesser competition, they can win. Against the better competition, they hang around. Sometimes they get a win. But ultimately, this could flip very quickly. And if whoever gets to nine wins first might be able to win this division. Atlanta's right in the thick of things. New Orleans, I think New Orleans is a little tough. I know they're three and four as well, but they got to figure out their quarterback situation. At, at the very least, Atlanta knows who they're going in every week, with, every week with as a quarterback. When they get Cordell back, they'll be better. Um, but this is tough for Tampa. It's even tougher for Green Bay. If we just go their next five games, they're at Buffalo, at Detroit, then they get Dallas at home, they get the Titans at home, and then they got Philly. They'd be lucky to win three of those games. They really would. They're not better than Buffalo. They're not better than Dallas. They're not better than Philly. And the Titans have a really good defense. Titans found a way to squeak another one out yesterday against the Colts. But the Titans are a playoff caliber team. For your next five are playoff caliber teams. This could get really ugly for Green Bay. This could get really ugly for Green Bay. They might be out of the picture by the end of November. And then even after those five, it doesn't get much easier because they still got games against the Rams, the Vikings, the Dolphins. And they got those guys consecutive weeks. They still haven't got their bye week. So that's a kind of a saving grace for them. But starting with that Buffalo game, they lose that when they get to three and five, which I think they will. It's going to get very tricky down the stretch for them, man. That's just my bold takes on those. Um, tune in, man. Keep tuning in. Friday, we're going live again. The Opinionated Ones. It's part of the Sanchez Show. 9 p.m. on Facebook Live. Be there. sending your questions, your comments, your topics. We're addressing it all Continue to support The Sanchez Show. Subscribe to The Sanchez Show. And I got a new episode coming out on Thursday, along with the Thursday Night Pick, which has continued to be successful. I'll also give you guys a breakdown of the World Series, which starts on Friday, man. This is The Sanchez Show, and I'm out of here.